Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called the Supper of the Lamb. to him. 
Let us pray. Bestow on us, we pray, O Lord, the spirit of charity, so that sustained by the body and blood of your only begotten Son, we may be effective in nurturing among all the peace that he has left us 
who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Again, I would just like to take a moment to thank Monsignor Rossi and his staff, Father Mel, our Master of Ceremonies, our Holy Deacons, the servers, the beautiful choir, and all of you for attending today. We'll see you on the march. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down for the blessing. May the God of all consolation order your days in his peace and grant you the gifts of his blessing. Amen. Amen. May he free you always from every distress and confirm your hearts in his love. Amen. Amen. So that on this life's journey you may be effective in good works, rich in the gifts of hope, faith, and charity, and may come happily to eternal life. Amen. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Thanks be to God.
That was the closing mass for the National Prayer Vigil for Life in the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception here in Washington, D.C. Stay with us for all of our continuing coverage of the 2023 March for Life, which continues after this brief break. mean when we say that the Son is consubstantial with the Father? You may have noticed that when we revise the English translation of the Creed and the Mass that we used to say that the Father and the Son are one in being. The Son is one in being with the Father. And while it's not false, it's vague, it's ambiguous. There's lots of ways in which people or things can be one in being. You know, you can say there's a moral unity there or, you know, there's a, a way of existing together. Um, but consubstantial is a very precise philosophical and theological term. A substance is what stands underneath everything else. Huh? It's, it's the ultimate reality. And, and therefore, when we say that the Father and the Son are consubstantial, we mean that they're one in being in the most fundamental, perfect sense. We don't mean that there's two different persons and they just have the same kind of nature in such a way that they're just sort of two different gods. What we mean is they're the same individual single substance and yet found in multiple persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three persons are consubstantial in this sense. Well, the advice is to ask advice, find authorities. An adult man, he doesn't do without authority, but he does have a very, very uh, severe responsibility for the authorities that he accepts. You know, we, are, we, are, we never become uh, com completely solitary in our decisions, but before God, we are accountable of the authorities that we look for, you know? For me, being a rebel, doesn't mean you don't want to obey, but it's like a radical search of whom am I going to obey? Who does really have the strong authority that I, that I can learn from? 
Because if you accept an authority, it's because you want to cross your own frontiers. Not other people's frontiers, but you want to cross your own frontiers. You want to go beyond your own limits. And you know that you cannot do that on your own. You cannot do it without God. You cannot do it without uh, an authority that helps you to do that. So first of all, be very serious in what authority you're going to ask help from to find your vocation. You need some victories in your life in order to love yourself in a good way and to be humble. You know, if you've never had winning moments in your life, uh, you can never learn to be humble in a truthful way. So I would say have an active life where, uh, which includes, by the way, prayer and silence. It's not agitated life. An active life doesn't mean agitated life. Uh, have an active life of prayer, of human activities, of dealing with other people's, uh, with other pe people's uh, characters. And while doing that, ask the question, what do I have to do? Because you have to discover what's best in you and then find the place where you will sacrifice them. That means offer them to God. Where will the best of me be transformed by grace so that I can serve his kingdom and um, I can consecrate myself to the truth, which is actually written in the Bible. Jesus consecrates himself to the truth for our sake. So it's a matter where can I consecrate myself in the best way. It's a question, you know, vocation you find by questioning. For more information on the priesthood or religious life, log on to EWTN.com slash religious life. First, it was a relief. After it was over, I felt things would be better. It was like this burden was lifted. Then it happened. I had this unbelievable sadness. I just started crying. I regret what I have done. Are you suffering because of a past abortion? If you are, you may feel alone, but you're not. There are people who understand and can help. Call 214 544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org I was so alone. I missed my child. Now it's been years. Years of this. Don't suffer alone. Call 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org The Guadalupe Radio Network is looking for a highly organized radio production manager to manage the production of and to be an on-air co-host for Catholic Drive Time, a live national Catholic radio and live stream show weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m. This includes to booking guests, creating social media assets, creating content, and ensuring that equipment is functionally correct. If you're interested in applying for this position, submit your resume along with a cover letter as to why you would want to work for the Guadalupe Radio Network. Email careers at grnonline.com. 
This is Tony Beshera. My wife Chris and I own Babich and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babich and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999 or you can find us on the web at Babich, B-A-B-I-C-H dot com. Can you deny that? Good luck. Not only would you have to tell your senses off, but also science as it's founded on this very order. Order is also the foundation of St. Thomas Aquinas' fifth way. And no, I'm not talking about the fifth time he weighed himself. (laughs) Way in the sense of argument for God's existence. Fifth indicating which one. His argument from design or order. Here goes. First premise. There is design throughout the universe. It's everywhere. From the way the earth rotates around the sun to how seeds, in the right conditions, grow. These things always act for the same purpose, thanks to which science can discover laws of nature. So this order is not only essential to science, but assumed by it. Rightly so, because, well, it's self-evident. Second premise. Where there is design, there must be a designer. Think back to the cake. The ingredients only became a cake insofar as there was a baker with that purpose in mind. Similarly, things in nature act for a purpose, from the solar system to the plant kingdom. Like a baked cake points to a baker, a designed universe points to a designer. Conclusion. There must be a designer outside the universe, otherwise it couldn't account for the design within it. This designer knows the purpose of these things, moving them with that purpose in mind. This designer we call God. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. WTN Radio's live coverage of the March for Life from Washington, D.C. Good morning, and thank you so much for being with us today for the 2023 March for Life coverage. I'm Tracy Sable, anchor of EWTN News Nightly. And I'm Prudence Robertson, host of EWTN Pro-Life Weekly. It is so great to have you with us today for the 50th annual March. This year's theme, Next Steps, Marching Forward into a Post-Roe America. And we're also joined today by Father John Paul Mary of the Franciscan Missionaries of the Eternal Word. Father, so great to have you with us today. It's good to be here. If you don't mind, before we kick off our coverage, could you lead us in an opening prayer? Sure. sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, author of life and source of eternal life, move the hearts of all public officials, and especially our president, 
to fulfill their responsibilities worthily and well to all those entrusted to their care. Help them in their special leadership roles to extend the mantle of protection to the most vulnerable, especially the defenseless unborn, whose lives are threatened with extermination by an indifferent society. Guide all public officials by your wisdom and grace to cease supporting any law that fails to protect the, the most vulnerable, fundamental good that is human life itself, which is a gift from God and parents. You are the protector and defender of the lives of the innocent unborn. Change the hearts of those who compromise the call to pr protect and defend life. Bring our nation to the values that have made us a great nation, a society that upholds the values of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all. Mary, Mother of the Living, help us to bear witness to the gospel of life with our lives and our laws. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father, for that beautiful prayer. And now we want to head to EWTN's Teresa Tamio, who is outside here in D.C. getting ready for the march. Hey, Teresa, how's it going out there this morning? Hey, ladies, good morning. It is an absolutely beautiful day, and it's very sunny, as you can see. It's much warmer than last year. Last year, there were bitterly cold temperatures, but it's gorgeous today. They're saying it's going to be a high near 50. The marchers are starting to arrive to gather in front of the rally stage here, and I'm getting a good sense that everyone is in a very, very good mood. And Prudence, you mentioned earlier the theme for, the, for this year's March Life is Next Steps, Marching into a Post-Row America. And I think it's really important to remember, as we always say, and this is something I've always said in the years I've been covering this march, is that it's, it's very much a, a bittersweet situation. And Jeannie Monahan, the head of the March for Life, had a beautiful quote on the website when they issued the theme for this year, talking about it's a celebration, obviously, because of what happened last June, what's finally the overturning of Roe v. Wade. But also, at the same time, there's so much more work we have to do, because we know in states like mine, for example, Michigan or Vermont or New York or California, where there are so many terrible, terrible measures that passed, making a bad situation with legalized abortion even worse. So much work to do. And we've got a whole great lineup of interviews here this morning. I'm so excited for our guests. We're going to be starting out with, we hope, the head of the Ave Maria Law School, who give us a really good idea on what we're looking at legally. We're going to be talking to some women who've been on the grounds in the pro-life movement for years, the Catholic Daughters of the Americas. We're also going to talk with Heartbeat International, which really, I think, if you think of groups like Heartbeat, they are really on the ground meeting women and families where they're at with their work that they do in pregnancy resource centers. We're also going to be talking to some young people, of course, because they're a big part of this march every single year. I think it's going to be a little bit of a different mood this year, even more positive because of Roe v. Wade. But at the same time, I'm going to be interested to talk to some of these folks who are working on the ground level about their real efforts to take it one step further even to meet women and families where they're at. But again, a great day here, a lovely day to be out marching and, and getting some fresh air and standing up for life. Teresa, we're almost out of time, a little bit less than a minute left, but you've been covering these marches for years now. How are you feeling about things this year? 
I, I think uh, going back to what Jeannie said, uh, Tracy, you and I were talking in our meeting yesterday, and, and that's kind of the way I'm feeling coming from the state of Michigan. My husband and I are very involved in the pro-life movement there, and we worked very hard to try and defeat Proposal 3. That did not happen. But then, of course, I, I covered the, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, did my, my show live from overseas in the middle of an event because it was such great news that uh, Dobbs and, you know, that won that case. And so it's, again, I think a mixture of feelings, but I refuse to, to give up hope because I think if we witness to people and we help change hearts and talk to them first and foremost about God, about Jesus, about the beauty of the faith, that I think is going to have the biggest impact. Not that we don't need laws or important decisions at the courts, but in order to change the culture, I truly believe this, and my husband is a deacon who's very involved in the pro-life movement, I believe we have to change hearts first and foremost. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm you know, never going to give up as long as the Lord gives me breath to talk about this issue, and God willing, EW10 allows me to cover whatever pro-life events are, are here, we'll be here, and, and try to be very optimistic and, and positive. Well, thank you so much, Teresa, for being out there. We will be checking in with you often today. We're looking forward to it. All right, we're back here in the studio now with Father John. Paul, great to see you again. It's good to be here. So what are you looking forward to today the most? I think we all need to just pause, pray, enjoy, and celebrate this day. This is a day where we have been marching for and praying for for years. I think so many people forget that all the effort that went into the overturning of Roe versus Wade, we, we need to be joyful and celebrate and come before God and just be thankful, yes. first and foremost. Yes, and let's talk about that day that Roe versus Wade was overturned, June 24th, 2022. The sacred heart of Jesus, the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus. Yes. The faithful take a stand for the unborn. The unborn. This is the March for Life on EWTN Radio and do you own a Catholic business or apostolate and would you like some additional promotion through the radio? Hi, this is Dave Palmer. It is car raffle season and that means we are heading out and about a lot in January and February doing live remote broadcasts from Catholic apostolates and Catholic-owned restaurants and businesses. If you'd like us to broadcast live from your place of business, just let me know and we can work out the details. Email davepalmer at grnonline.com ASAP. That's davepalmer at grnonline.com. Thank you for your support of Catholic Radio here in North Texas. Did you know that the Knights of Columbus donated over $175 million to charity and volunteered over 75 million hours last year? They accomplished this with almost 2 million members. And with you joining the Knights of Columbus, we can give you an outlet to get involved. This is merely an opportunity, not an obligation, and your level of involvement will be completely up to you and your family. Join online today at www.knights.net. That's www.knights.net. I'm Dr. Joe Poyman with Texas Alliance for Life, inviting you to join thousands from across the state at the Texas Rally for Life on Saturday, January 28th at the Capitol in Austin. We'll celebrate the ending of the terrible Roe v. Wade decision that claimed the lives of more than 60 million unborn babies through abortion and will promote the vast resources Texas provides for moms and babies throughout our state. We'll gather at 1 p.m. in downtown Austin and march to the Capitol for the rally at 2. Get more information at TexasRallyForLife.org or call 512-477-1244. Hello, I'm Joshua Stafish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at AbsolutePTG.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100. 
for Life, live from Washington, D.C., continues on EWTN Radio and Television. If you're at home right now, you play a huge role in the March for Life through your participation in social media. So today, I'm going to be looking for your pro-life tweets and Instagram posts. Why are you pro-life? Why do you march for life? And how have you stepped up your pro-life work and prayers following the overturning of Roe versus Wade? Tell the world using hashtag WhyWeMarch, and I'll be sharing your messages like these. It says, just a reminder, no matter what lies may come or any linguistic theft that twists words, ultrasound shows a baby. Not just a clump of tissue, but a human baby. Killing humans is wrong killing unborn humans is wrong. Abortion is therefore wrong. We also have many, many school groups traveling. And uh, this one says, keep the Youth for Life high schoolers traveling to the National March for Life in D.C. in your prayers today. We want to see more groups that are coming as well. Check out this cute little baby girl. This is a quote from scripture. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. And that's from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse Five. And then, of course, we know nothing about abortion benefits society. And today we're going to be hearing more of the ways that abortion hurts women, hurts communities, and hurts our future. This next one that I have, the last one for you is, if we are pronounced dead when our heart stops, why are we not pronounced alive when our heart stops? starts. And what you'll notice about this tweet, what we notice about this message is that it uses a lot of different hashtags, including some that say abortion rights, um, abortion is healthcare, and abortion is a woman's right. Now, what she's saying here is she is working to reach pro-abortion advocates as a way to evangelize to them. So a very unique way to reach out to those who need to be converted. So a great way to use social media. And this reminds me, you know, we all play an important role in promoting a culture of life, whether you're here in D.C. or at your local marches, on social media, and of course, with your prayers. And so I'll keep looking for your tweets and Instagram posts. But in the meantime, back to you in the studio. All right. Thank you so much, Debbie. And joining us now here in the studio is Father Dave Pavanka, president of Franciscan University of Steubenville. Father, great to have you here. It's always good to be here with you. So we know there's also a lot of students here from Franciscan. We're always so blessed to be able, I think, and we ended up with about eight buses. And then I don't know how many students came down on their own. Yeah, Yeah, it's they really, this is a day to celebrate, but it's also also a day to pray and a day to sacrifice. And and I think that's, let's, let's enjoy it, let's celebrate, but let's not lose sight that the victory is, it's a good step in the right direction, but it's not done. So that's really what the students are coming is. They want to be able to celebrate that RV Wade was overturned, but they also know that there's a lot of work to do. And there's really a sacrifice. The kids get on the bus, they travel all night long. I say the one who does it once is great, the one who does it twice is heroic. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Father, talk to us about how the students reacted to the overturn of Roe versus Wade. What was the spirit it like was, on campus? It was jubilation. It, actually, it was really a really, really fun day. There was just, word began to get, I think it's going to happen, I think it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And then you know, all of the, in our student union, all the TVs had it on. and. I mean, literally, kids were hugging and crying and celebrating. And actually, we had a special time of going to the Portiancolo, which you're familiar with, our Adoration Chapel. And we just spent some time there as well. It was just really a a time to be able to thank the Lord. It was an emotional day, for sure. It was. That's really a good word. It was was really emotional. It was. It was. And you mentioned, I mean, there's still work to do. Um, Can you talk about, you know, what's going on on campus? Yeah, that's absolutely right. That in one of your, I think maybe it was Father or or maybe Teresa, Mm -hmm. said, said earlier that, 
this was never an issue just about the law. It was never an issue just about the courts. Praise God that our view weight has been overturned, but this is a question of the human heart. And the students, I think they understand that, that, that the individual conversion, that we have a deeper, everybody have a deeper beauty, uh, understanding of the beauty of dignity of the human person, and now to be able to pray for that and then work. Uh, that's why I think it's significant that we're going to stop at the Capitol today, right? Mm -hmm. That the work is still cut out for us, and the kids recognize that, and they see that there's still a lot to do. Yeah, and speaking of the work ahead, I understand Franciscan University is partnering with EWTN News to host a journalism conference here in D.C. at the Museum of the Bible in just a couple months. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Actually, there's actually a really connection with this, that we live in a world that doesn't believe truth. We all said, you know, live your truth, live your truth. Well, We've just been paying attention to the media. I've been excited working with EWTN that so much of what's put out is journalism or in the media is literally somebody's truth. But there is actually things that are true, objectively true, and facts matter. So to be able to have a conference on taking a look, first off, at the nature of journalism, how journalism um, deals with people who are, who are pro-life, uh, would they never get a fair shake? So we really want to be able to collaborate and take a look at that. And I think that's really exciting. First off, to be able to collaborate with you has been great. Oh, but yes. I think it would be a wonderful conference. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, an important thing to point out is a lot of mainstream media doesn't cover the March for Life. No, you know, no. We at EWTN But, do, that's, but. A, that's a perfect point. Yeah. If this was some other cause, it would be on some of the main networks, but sure. it's just going to be ignored. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I have a question for you, Father Dave. How do you talk to the students about, um, you know, the pushback from the pro-abortion side? Because it, they can be um, even violent at mm -hmm. times. So oh, how, you know, how do you talk to the young students about that, dealing with that? <clears throat> well, the first thing I remind them is that they hate Jesus first, right? And Jesus made that really clear, is to the degree that we're speaking up to what is true, what is right. I love in the scriptures when the scribes and the Pharisees come and they say, Jesus, when you say that, that offended us. And Jesus is like, oh, well, there's more to come. Yeah. The gospel is offensive. To, to a population that doesn't stand in the truth, that doesn't stand in the light, the gospel is offensive. So I remind them, don't take it personal, because sometimes we want to strike back, and mm -hmm. as if it's an offense against me, it's an offense ultimately against Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's an offense against the kingdom of God. Yeah. So I remind them that, try to always deal, we say this a million times at the university, <laughs> truth, humility, and charity. As we, when we engage people in those three things, I think we have a much better way of impacting them. And yeah. Father, we have about a minute left. Any advice spiritually, any short prayers for pro-lifers to pray as they're continuing this battle and the fight for life in those difficult moments? Yeah, I think, um, well, first off, is to be able to offer, there's, and we're not going to understand this, I think, on this side of the grave, but when we get to the, please Lord, when we get to heaven, I think all of the little sacrifices make it. I'm going to get emotional, but all of those Well, I little, have Kleenex here. Yeah, yeah I do, really. actually. <laughs> but all of those little sacrifices that those moms and those dads and the kids that have made that, that stay up all night, that come here, that, that go without food, that today's going to be a beautiful day, thank the Lord, but yeah. go in the cold. So the rosaries late at night, the visiting the Adoration Chapel, all of those little things, maybe people feel like it doesn't matter, but it matters. The, the, the day of going without sweets or without coffee all of those little things the world would say that doesn't matter i believe it fundamentally matters Absolutely. so it's going to be different from everybody but offer up some kind of fast today it's a friday obviously um offer up a prayer and then pray for those whose hearts need to be turned mm -hmm. great advice yeah. father yeah. well thank yeah. you so much for joining us father it's dave Blanca of franciscan yeah. university Wonderful it's always a pleasure thank you and now let's head back out in the field with Teresa tamio 
Hey, Prudence, thanks so much. And I'm with an, an old friend of mine, not old in age. Well, I guess we could say that because we're about the same age. But Bobby and I have known each other many years. Of course, Bobby Schindler from the Terry Schiavo Life and Hope Foundation. And Bobby, it's always great to see you here because we, as a people of life, uh, are covering all aspects of this issue. Now, obviously, abortion is, is a big part of this, especially this year because of the Dobbs decision overturning a Roe v. Wade in June. But when we look at the overall life decisions that are being made, it's frightening. And I know you had that experience, obviously, with your sister, Terry, but that's how your foundation began. What are you seeing out there right now in terms of these uh, families being pressured to make these decisions about loved ones in terms of care? Right, Teresa. I mean, we've been doing this now almost 18 years where we started, we ser we're serving as patient advocates and, and we, you know, we've been getting calls ever since the beginning, just the denial and withdrawal of care situations where family call us and they're expecting treatment, they want treatment and they're being told no. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, you know, we do what we can to try and provide these f these families the resources to get the care and life-affirming care, the treatment that they're asking for. Because uh, many times it's not unreasonable. It's, uh, we're not vitalists. We're not trying to keep people alive at, at all costs. But some of these situations, you're just you're shaking your head and you don't understand why they're not receiving the care they're asking for. So we do our best to, to help these families get these these you know to get the treatment that they want. And many times it's it's a crisis situations where you know the, the families are expected to make a decision in a very short short amount of period of time, and uh, they they don't know their rights and. And they, they turn to us to see if we can help, and, and we do our best to try and help them. So what do you think it is? Is it is it a combination of agendas similar to the abortion industry where it's money and ideology? Is it both, do you think? Oh, I, yeah, I, I think we're seeing, well, we're seeing an infiltration of this everywhere, academia, uh, in, in our churches, and, and it's happening in healthcare, where you know we don't we're not respecting the dignity of the human being. Uh, we look at it uh, from a cost perspective. If it costs too much to, to provide the care long term for somebody, it's it's much it's much more uh, you know it's it's less money to end that person's life rather than continue care. So all, all the same reasons that we see, it's all tied together, uh, unfortunately. So. Uh, uh, you know, we just have to, to keep doing what we can. The, the, the one thing, I guess, if you look at it in, in a good way, Teresa, is the fact that I think more and more people now understand what's That's happening That's what I was just going to ask you. That was my next question. Are people becoming more aware? Oh, I think so. And I think COVID, uh, we saw so much was going on with COVID, uh, uh, the reality of what's happening in healthcare with COVID. So I, th I think that opened up a lot of people's eyes. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, you know, COVID has triggered more calls for us. Right. Uh, so so it, it's it's something that now we're we're busier uh, with calls because I think people now are are understanding you know what what, what we're confronting what 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 we're up against in our in our healthcare. So what can someone do? I mean, obviously, when you think about this, you want to make sure you have plans uh, for for care if you need it. But are there tools available? I know you're developing a new tool that should be available yes. very quickly. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, that, that's correct. Well, I've been we've been saying this for for years the, the best way to protect yourself is to find to uh, make sure that you identify a healthcare agent right someone that's going to step in and speak for you if you're ever in a that situation that has, has has your belief system that exactly. is on the same page right right but one of, what, what, one of the problems that we have with these with these documents is that once you fill them out, you might file them somewhere, and then when you need them in a crisis, you don't know remember where you put them, or you can't find them, and you can't provide them to to the to, if, if it's the hospital or the doctors when you need to. So we developed uh, it's mylifeangels.com. If you go there, it's it's making sure you have a family advocate uh, that you identify that will will step in and and, and be your voice if you're unable to speak for yourself. And what's so 
uh, what's different and what is unique about this is you have all your medical document, documents available on your cell phone, so you can access them immediately, mm -hmm. uh, and they're all stored safely. Uh, and then uh, what it does is if you ever do get admitted to the hospital, an emergency alert will be sent to your care circle, people that you identify that you want to know. See, so that is huge because the minute you let other people know, there's there's less activity than the hospital or, exactly. or the medical personnel can try to you know, move forward with, correct? That, that's one of the most important things you can do for yourself when you protect yourself is to make sure your your family, your advocates know that, that you've been admitted to a hospital so they can be there and be that and make those decisions for you uh, if, 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 if you're in that position and you need your family to be there by your side. Because many times, if you get in a car accident and you're admitted to the hospital, how does your family know right. if you're unconscious that you've been admitted to the hospital? Yeah. Well, now with the technology that we have with this MyLifeAngels.com app, uh, you, can, you can get that, that notice to your family members immediately. And what if you're out of town and something happens, it's, right? Same thing, right? All, we yeah. have all the hospital, all the emergency rooms in the country are now... Uh, they can Downloaded. be accessed wow. uh, yeah, in, into, the, into the phone so you, your family can be alerted if that's the case. And repeat that website for, um, for our viewers. MyLifeAngels.com. Okay. And how is it going? Are people going to be coming aware yeah, of that? Yeah, we just launched it. So we're, we're just starting to, to let people know that it's available. And, and I just urge people to go there. It's a beautiful website, and they can understand and, and, and uh, uh, see how it works and, and how they can really best way to protect yourself with what's happening today. Well, good to see you again. I know Terry's proud of you. She's oh, well, smiling thanks. down on you. I'd have and tell your mom we said hello and right. that we always pray for you. Bobby well, Schindler from the Terry Shiva Life you. and Hope Foundation talking about all the issues that we're facing in this culture of death and that's why it's important to be here with people like Bobby to help get the word out. Back to you. Thank you, Teresa and Bobby. As we all very well know, this year's march is a particularly special one, being the first one since Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to take a look back now at the monumental decision by the Supreme Court justices to reverse the 1973 pro-abortion ruling. God, you are faithful and true, and we have nothing more to say, but thank you, God. The reactions have been emotional and, at times, violent. We the opinion in the Dobbs case, written by Justice Samuel Alito, points out that abortion is not mentioned in the Constitution, nor deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition. It also states that Roe was, quote, on a collision course with the Constitution from the day it was decided. This is certainly a day that pro-lifers have been waiting for for 49 years. Today's Supreme Court decision was a step to protect the most precious and basic right, the right to life. Pro-lifers celebrated right here outside of the Supreme Court just last Friday. Justices Barrett, Kavanaugh, Thomas, and Gorsuch all agreed with Alito's opinion. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote a separate opinion, saying that he agreed Mississippi's law should be upheld, but that the larger question of the constitutionality of Roe should have been decided at a later date. Justice Alito wrote, quote, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. And far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. Senators on Capitol Hill also weighed in, celebrating the end of Roe. As we move forward as a nation, I believe greater attention should be paid to the needs of pregnant women and their babies. Baptized Catholic President Joe Biden called the Supreme Court's decision a tragic error and urged the Department of Health and Human Services to make dangerous chemical abortion drugs more widely available. 
His administration has widely followed Biden's lead, with the Department of Justice and the Pentagon both issuing statements promoting access to abortion. Prince, thank you for that great report. You know, and, and it's, it was a day that I think everybody remembers exactly where they were when it happened. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to be at the Supreme Court that day when the decision came down, and it really was a moment of jubilation. As Father was saying before, it's a time to rejoice, and Father Dave as well. Um, it was such a momentous day. I mean, someone even popped a bottle of champagne. It was really a party. Yeah, it, an emotional day. I mean, I know I cried, and so Absolutely. many people cried. Um, because we've been praying for this for such a long time. Yes. And right now we're going to get back out to our social media desk with Debbie Cowden. Hey, Debbie, how's it going in there? Hello, it's going very well. And I'll tell you, on, on June 24th this year, I was crying too. Yeah. I have dreamed of a world where I wouldn't have to explain to my children what abortion is and what we have done to children over the past 50 years. So praise God that we are making huge strides in the right direction. We are changing the culture. We are changing the culture in the streets with legislation and also with the way that we are engaging with people on social media. And so I have a few more posts from Instagram today. And if you're sitting here wondering, well, what can I contribute to the conversation? How can I share the life story, especially if I don't feel like I have a story to tell? A great place to start is by sharing the tweets and sharing the Instagram posts that are pro-life that you're seeing from the pages that you follow. So I have a few of those for you for inspiration. The first is a message that so many people need to hear. It says, you are necessary and um, I just I have chills thinking about that that there has never been and never will be another you you are a precious gift from God never to be repeated again here's an article from our friends at church pop a mom was offered an abortion two days before the birth of her baby who had Down syndrome and here is her epic response she was 38 weeks pregnant ready to give birth to her son and a doctor says to her uh, you know we still terminate babies with Down syndrome at 38 weeks and she responded and said, well, I'll pretend that I didn't hear that. And to give you an idea, um, here is what a baby looks like at 38 weeks. This is a post from our friends at Live Action. At 38 weeks, a baby is fully formed, uh, can survive outside the womb, is breathing on their own, producing tears, um, a precious gift that is worth protecting. So that's what we're doing today. We are sharing the message of the pro-life movement. In your car, at the office, or in your home, we're always here. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Car raffle season has arrived, and this year, on February 24th, someone is going to find out that they have won a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250 Coupe in polar white. Hi, this is Dave Palmer, and I can really use your help. Will you be one of our car raffle wranglers by offering to help sell some of the car raffle tickets to your friends and family? Just email me at kath at grnonline.com and let me know how many tickets you'd like. We'll mail them to you ASAP so you can get started. That email is kath at grnonline.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberline, owner of Mid-Cities Dental and a parishioner at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in Colleyville. We have been joyfully treating patients in our Catholic community for many years. We're truly blessed to be serving the people of our area and proud to be a sponsor of this great radio station, KATH 910 AM. If you're in need of dental care or would like a second opinion, you can reach us online at midcitiesdental.com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man.
Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.